welcome to This Week in Video Games, episode 13. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. This week, I'll get into the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal and the current state of next-generation consoles, including all the info we know about PlayStation 5, Xbox Project Scarlet, and Nintendo Switch iterations. In the news this week, I'll take a look at some of the new VR hardware coming from Valve and Oculus, Sonic Hedgehog movie trailer's been released, and Epic are buying out Rocket League developer Sionix. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show everyone, I hope you're well and you're having a good week. This week I've been getting back into the swing of things here in London, having recovered from all the travels that I've been doing. Uh, and there was obviously the big Game of Thrones battle for Winterfell this week, which I really enjoyed. And I've been jo- enjoying all of the post-episode analysis this week as the internet voices its opinion. As a Game of Thrones book fan, the TV series has been somewhat rushed the past few seasons, but were we ever going to get an ending that satisfies everyone? Probably not. So I won't get into spoilers of the episode, but I, I will say that I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the final three episodes for sure. So I've got a slightly different format this week. Rather than go through the games I've been playing, I'm going to discuss the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal in a little bit more detail and look at all the info we have for next generation consoles. The hype is building for what we could see in 2020 as Sony and Microsoft start talking about their next generation machines, perhaps in a counter to Google's recent Stadia announcement. So first up, let's talk about Borderlands 3. Okay, so on Wednesday this week, Borderlands 3 gameplay was revealed as part of a special event where streamers and other invited guests were able to see gameplay and then experience it for themselves. So we had Randy Pitchford, who's the Gearbox CEO, and Paul Sage, he's the creative director. They were there to walk us through all the changes and improvements. So gameplay in general is faster, smoother, and brought into this generation. It's got more varied combat as well. So Vault Hunters can now slide and mantle, which have been featured in other games for some time. Guns now have an alternate firing mode, which allows you to swap between different styles of gun. For example, one minute you'll be shooting bullets from a pistol, next minute you can switch up and fire grenades or other elemental bullets. So Cover can now be damaged and even destroyed, allowing you to root out that tricky enemy who won't get out of cover. Players can interact with the environment and throw projectiles like barrels at their enemies. And NPCs can now revive players, and you can revive them too. So the weapons look more fun to shoot, uh, as different gun manufacturers have their distinctive features. You've got Tidior, who have disposable guns, uh, now have a bit more purpose. As you throw them away, they can turn into projectiles, which you can hurt enemies with. For example, throw one of these guns, and it turns into cluster missiles. Some even grow little legs and run around looking for targets. It's absolutely mad. Everyone gets their own stream of loot, and there's level balancing to keep loot at your level. So the feature's called Loot Instancing, which means you can play with lower level friends but still receive loot at your level. Players do have the option to turn this off, so they can play in classic Borderlands mode as well. So loot from bosses drop when they die, and players get useful tooltips quickly showing if the gun that's dropped is better than the one you have. You can also pick up the guns bosses have been using against you and then add them to your inventory. So in Borderlands 2, skill trees were focused on one ability. And this is great when you're part of a crew with multiple players offering different abilities. 
However, it could be a little bit restrictive if you wanted to play solo. Borderlands 3 attempts to change that. Rather than having one unique ability, now players have three abilities which are interchangeable, one for each of their skill trees. The three skill trees are built around different abilities of Vault Hunters, allowing for three distinctive playstyles. So in Borderlands 3, you can choose to augment and modify skills as well. For example, you can add electricity to the Phase Slam from Amara. So talking about Amara, we've got some new characters to go through. So we've got Amara the Siren, and Sirens are powerful women who are distinguishable by their tattoos. Amara's the newest Siren, along with Lilith and Maya. Amara's a more melee-focused Vault Hunter than the other two, as she can summon multiple arms to smack her enemies with. In her skill tree, she's got three branches and one powerful action skill. Players can choose an action skill and hers are Phase Slam, Phase Grasp and Phase Cast. We've also got Zane the Operative. He can make a digital copy of himself called a Digiclone and swap places with it. Zane can also create an autonomous Sentinel robot or summon a shield. Then we've got Mose the Gunner. So Moses' main ability comes from a mech iron bear, which when summoned, it constructs all around her. She's much more mobile than previous gunner types who've often had stationary turret attacks, so crewmates can actually jump onto iron bear and use the turret on his head, which looks pretty cool. And finally, we've got Flack the Beastmaster. So Flack is kind of like the hunter class of Borderlands 3 and has the abilities to control pet beasts. Gauging from screenshots we've seen, Flack can command a number of different pets, however we don't know the final number yet, and looking at Flack's design it appears they're going to be most effective at close to mid-range. So in Borderlands 3 we've also got some new locations, so Sanctuary is the ship that allows you and your crew to get to new places. So you've got the chance to decorate your ship with your favourite guns, and you can recover lost loot that you've either missed or weren't able to pick up. Players can also visit Moxie's bar, open gold key chests, or buy some stuff from Crazy Earl and Marcus. We've also got Promethea, that's a new neon city, which is the home of the Atlas Corporation. There's a new NPC on Promethea called Lorelei, who acted as a guide around Promethea, and Gearbox has said we're going to spend a lot more time with her, so that's, that's really interesting. Borderlands 3 aims to be kinder to solo players, so you're not punished for being at different levels due to loot instancing. Enemies and loot scale to your level so you can play with an array of friends at different levels and not feel left behind or face that huge grind to get to the same level as them. Whereas in previous instalments of Borderlands, your loadout was specific to a role on a team, new skill trees allow you to be flexible and switch between roles a little bit more freely. Finally, in terms of new features, we've got a great new Twitch extension called EchoCast. So if you're watching a streamer play Borderlands 3, you can check their loadout or their class spec from the overlay screen. Loot is even rewarded to viewers, which can be collected the next time they log into the game. It's a great feature with Gearbox knowing Borderlands has a huge streamer following, so getting in there early and providing reciprocal benefits for streamers and viewers definitely makes sense as Borderlands 3 aims to be a game that becomes your hobby. So in summary, there's a whole bunch of new stuff with Borderlands 3, new features and reasons to be excited about the game. And the game is coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4 and PC on September 13th, 2019. So put that date in your diaries. Okay, so next up we're going to take a look at what Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are doing for their next generation of consoles. Sony and Microsoft have recently been discussing elements of their next generation consoles. 
so I thought it would be useful to round it up and have it all in one place as we gear up for an exciting 2020. So the console hype is warming up gently. We've got new players entered the game with Google Stadia, and the current kings of the consoles in Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo are preparing for the next generation. Sony and Microsoft have their next generation consoles with a new PlayStation and a new Xbox coming likely in 2020, whereas Nintendo is rumoured to be releasing an iteration on the current Nintendo Switch perhaps as soon as this year. So both Sony and Microsoft have prolonged the life of the current generation with upgraded consoles with the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. While these have updated the current generation with more power, the next generation promises to lead us into the future of gaming. So let's go through all the current news, rumours and information that we have. First up, let's take a look at Sony with the PlayStation 5. So Sony's revealed some of the details of their next generation console in a sit-down interview with Wired recently. Mark Cerny, he's the lead system architect for Sony, spilt the beans on some of the specs for the new console. It's not likely to be out in 2019. However, developers have got their kits in their studio at the moment and providing feedback and requirements into Sony. And it's a really interesting insight into the hardware developer and how they work with game studios. Cerny, he was keen to point out that this isn't going to be a small step upgrade. Sony want to provide new gaming experiences and stride into the future of gaming. So the new PlayStation will feature an 8-core CPU based on the third generation of AMD Ryzen processors and a custom GPU based on Radeon's Navi family, which is going to be capable of real-time ray tracing. So these techniques, um, which model the travel of light, simulate complex interactions in 3D environments. And ray tracing has been used for some time in Hollywood special effects, but no console has managed it yet. So ray tracing mainly supports the graphical capabilities of the hardware. However, it can be deployed to create sophisticated audio simulations as well. The new processors will provide the processing to achieve the next generation graphics and audio. However, speed and space is also taking a huge leap forward. So the next PlayStation will include a solid state drive. And that's going to lead to faster game downloads, faster environment rendering, shorter load times and speed up fast travel in the game. The AMD chip in the new PlayStation also has a custom component which will allow for 3D audio. Cerny was disappointed that the current generation of consoles didn't really improve on the audio experience of gaming. However, the new 3D audio capabilities will lead to improved audio immersion as sounds come at you from all angles. So you can imagine hearing footsteps... Um, in a battle royale game or in a racing game you can hear the roar of the engine and the environment it's going to be super exciting the new audio and visual hardware will allow for a better vr experience as well currently sony aren't talking about the new playstation vr unit but this will likely come in time they aren't talking specifics about games at this time either however studios have had the dev kits for some time So Google and Microsoft, they're heavily investing in the streaming future, as we mentioned a few episodes back on the podcast. However, PlayStation, they're committing to physical media as this unit's going to still play discs. It's also fully backward compatible with your existing PS4 library, which would be great news to some. Sony definitely won the battle this generation with the PS4 selling 90 million consoles. In what's likely to be called the PS5, their current plans point to winning the battle for the living room once again. However, with many of their competitors betting on cloud gaming, are Sony battling in the wrong arena? Only time will tell. 
Okay, so next up, let's take a look at Microsoft and Xbox Project Scarlet. So Microsoft have been working on its next generation of consoles for some time. They announced at E3 2018 Xbox Scarlet, the code name for the next Xbox, or is it even Xboxes? It's heavily rumoured that two Xboxes will be revealed at this year's E3 2019. So Anaconda is the codename for the new standard powerful Xbox, whereas Lockhart is the codename for the smaller, more affordable variant. So Lockhart is rumoured to be as powerful as an Xbox One X, whereas Anaconda, that's going to provide the next generation gaming experience with cutting edge graphics, audio and next generation CPU and GPU not dissimilar from the new PlayStation. The precise details of the new Xbox aren't out there in the wild yet, however I expect news at this year's E3, which is actually only a matter of weeks away, which is super exciting. Both variants of the new Xbox will rely heavily on Microsoft's Project X Cloud. Similar to Google Stadia, this will deliver high quality gaming experiences via their Azure cloud gaming infrastructure. So Phil Spencer talked about Project X Cloud at E3 2018, and it's the ability to play Xbox games on any device, anywhere you have a good enough internet connection. Project xCloud will allow Microsoft to deploy their games on devices they haven't been able to reach before, including mobile devices and tablets, and could they be about to release on Nintendo Switch as well? Only time will tell. So Microsoft, they've been heavily investing in game studios as well for first-party support. So the list includes 343 Studios, Ninja Theory, Obsidian, and Rare, and they've got a few more as well. So Microsoft, they were slow out of the blocks with their current generation for the Xbox One. However, with their investment in cloud gaming, first-party developers, and a rumoured portfolio of consoles for the next generation, they're positioning themselves to take on the next-generation console market like never before. Okay, so finally, let's take a look and see what Nintendo are doing with their mid-generation upgrade. Nintendo haven't announced anything official just yet about their next generation. However, there's been rumours swirling recently with the current generation upgrades and improvements. And there's two specific rumours that I can address. A new, more powerful Nintendo Switch, or perhaps like a Switch Pro, and a cheaper, slimmed-down Nintendo Switch as well. So the Wall Street Journal reported on two new Nintendo Switch models are coming. According to their sources, one new model of the Switch will be targeted at gamers on a budget, with some features stripped back to save cost. And this will be focused on the more traditional handheld gaming market. So features that could go could be perhaps the rumble feature and removable Joy-Cons. And the other variant of Nintendo Switch will be focused on the premium gaming market, offering a higher resolution screen, better battery life and other enhanced features. Nintendo at the moment are the ones with their cards closest to their chest at this time. However, we're not that far into the life cycle of the Nintendo Switch as we are with PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. The Nintendo Switch is just over two years old and Shigeru Miyamoto has recently said the expected Nintendo Switch to have a lifespan of about five to six years. Therefore, it could be some time before we hear of Nintendo's plans for their true next generation effort. So there we have it. Everything we know about current next generation consoles. Uh, so we've got an exciting remainder of 2019 coming up with the announcements and details coming out soon. Microsoft will no doubt come out swinging at E3 and it'll be interesting to see how Nintendo respond to Sony and Microsoft with the new players including Google and Apple coming into the space. 
2020 is a likely release date for these new consoles and will start the countdown in the coming months. So yeah, a lot of information there, super exciting. And let me know what you want to see from next generation consoles by emailing us at podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on... It sounds like PlayStation are battling again for that living room space and haven't revealed too much yet about the streaming future. But what do you think about all the current next generation plans? Let me know. Podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com Okay, so that's it for the next generation consoles. Next up, let's take a look at the news. So first up in the news, we've got a trailer for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie has been released. And there's been some concern ever since the artwork was leaked earlier this year. However, now we've got our first look at Sonic on the big screen. And wow, oh my goodness me, Sonic looks crazy. So the movie stars Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. We've got James Marsden as Tom Wachowski and Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog. So you've got to check out for yourself, but really this doesn't do anything to calm down the concern for the movie. At one point, Sonic says he's come to save our planet, hinting that he's an alien, and and why has he got furry white hands rather than gloves? I mean, come on. So the movie is set for release on November 7th, 2019, although recently people who work on the movie came out and said they're going to rework the uh, Sonic character model based on feedback, so it's... It's yet to be seen whether that November the 7th release date uh, still helps. Because if they're going to rework the Sonic character model, there's a hell of a lot of work to do there. So, yeah, go to thisweekinvideogames.com and uh, search for Sonic and uh, you'll be able to check out the trailer for the movie there. Next up in the news this week, Epic Games have acquired Psionics, the developers of the hit game Rocket League. So Epic Games have been flexing their financial muscles recently with exclusives for the Epic Games Store and that looks set to continue with the acquisition of Psionics and Rocket League. They announced the news in a press release on Wednesday. So Epic's purchase of Psionics uh, will mean that Rocket League is coming to the Epic Games Store later in 2019. However, it will remain on Steam for the time being. So the game's going to be removed from Steam once it's made available on the Epic Games Store later this year. And Rocket League has reached 50 million players as of September 2018 and has proved to be one of the most popular games on PC in recent years. It's won multiple awards including BAFTAs for Multiplayer, Sport and Family in 2016. So Sionix said on their website, In the short term, nothing will change at all. We're still committed to providing Rocket League with frequent updates and new features, new content and new ways to play the game for as long as you have us. In the long term, we expect to bring Rocket League to the Epic Games Store and to leverage our new relationship to grow the game in ways we couldn't do on our own before. We believe that bringing Rocket League to new audiences with more support is a win for everyone. So Epic's acquisition of Sionix should be complete by the end of May or June 2019. So next up in the news, the Valve Index looks to be the new benchmark in VR tech, but it comes at a cost. So Valve have announced their new VR equipment range called the Valve Index, and this includes the headset, base station, and the controllers. So the new headset is going to feature dual 1440 and 1600 RBG LCDs and looking to improve the quality of the VR image. It runs at 120 hertz, uh, but it's backward compatible with Vive's 90 hertz. So Valve promises a 20 degrees more field of view than Vive, and reducing the screen door effect that normally accompanies VR. 
and the new Index controllers have been designed with open-handed interactions and longer play sessions in mind to make sure that players can interact with environments and other players more naturally. The controllers are equipped with buttons, but you've also got 87 sensors which can track hand position, motion and pressure as well. So the price for the bundle, which includes the headset, the base station and two controllers, is £919, or about $999. You've got the headset and the controllers, uh, you can split that out, that's about £689, or $749. Or you can buy everything separately, with a headset costing £459, or $499, and the controllers are £259, or about $279. So you can find out more about Valve Index if you go to thisweekinvideogames.com and uh, type in Valve Index. Next up, we've got more VR news from Oculus. Have they've announced the release date for their new products, the Oculus Quest and the Rift S. So the Rift S is an upgrade to the existing Oculus Rift, but it's not a true Rift 2 device. So you no longer need external sensors and there's a higher resolution screen. The Rift S is still wired to a PC, but will be considered Oculus's best VR experience. The Quest, however, is a standalone VR unit that doesn't require external sensors, but also doesn't require a wired connection to a PC. And both of these new headsets come with the new touch controllers. So Oculus has revealed both products are coming on May the 21st, 2019, and both cost £399. And the pre-orders are open now, and you can find out more on Oculus's website. But the Quest looks like a really, really interesting device. We're no longer kind of tethered to a PC. Uh, apparently the uh, video and the audio quality is amazing. So, And also the price point as well. So, yeah, if you're at all interested in VR, I'd recommend having a look at an Oculus Quest. So next up, we've got Sea Hero Quest. It's doing a great job at detecting the early stages of Alzheimer's. So the game, it was specifically built to detect the early stages of Alzheimer's, with a new study being released and the results are really, really positive. So Sea Hero Quest is a game where you navigate around a map trying to reach various locations. The map is then removed and it's your job to navigate from memory. Through this method, researchers are able to detect the early signs of Alzheimer's at at-risk patients before they show the telling signs. So this game was developed by Glitchers in partnership with Deutsche Telekom, the University College London and the University of East Anglia. So in an interview with Alzheimer's Research UK, Professor Michael Hornberger from UAE's Norwich Medical School said, Our findings will inform future diagnostic recommendations and disease treatments to address this devastating disease. And Gillian Coughlin, as well, also from UAE's Norwich Medical School, said, Sea Hero Quest succeeded where conventional memory and thinking tests failed. It demonstrates the power of harnessing large-scale citizen science projects and applying big data technologies to help improve the early detection of diseases like Alzheimer's. Researchers report that two minutes of play corresponds to about five hours of lab research, and the game therefore has approximately 4.3 million players which amounts to a ton of useful data for neuroscientists to pour over. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic news there, and congratulations to everyone involved in Sea Hero Quest. So next up, Puyo Puyo Champions is coming to the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Steam on May the 7th. So Sega have announced Puyo Puyo Champions is coming soon, and they made that announcement via Twitter. Nintendo detailed the features on their website, 
Craft devastating chains and drop devastating attacks with your favourite characters from over 25 years of Puyo Puyo history. We've got competitive multiplayer modes featuring fan favourite rule sets from Puyo Puyo 2 and Puyo Puyo Fever. Hop into battle in Puyo Puyo League matches or play casually via free play. And you can also run your own local tournaments with up to 8 players for ultimate bragging rights. The game will include classic game modes from Puyo Puyo history and looks super, super fun. And the game is out on May 7th, 2019. Finally, in the news this week, Konami has revealed the full lineup for Castlevania Anniversary Collection. So, Castlevania Anniversary Collection is coming out on May 16th, 2019. And we've got the full lineup here. So, we've got Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania The Adventure, we've got Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, we've got Kid Dracula, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Super Castlevania 4, Castlevania Bloodlines, New Generation and Vampire Killer. So the game ranged from across Game Boy, NES, SNES and Mega Drive as well. And the Castlevania Anniversary Collection will be released on PlayStation, Xbox One, PC via Steam and Nintendo Switch as well. And you can read more about the classic collection on thisweekinvideogames.com. Go to the website and search in Castlevania. So that's it for the news this week. Next up, we're going to play Guess That Game. Okay, so Guess That Game is a feature where I take a sound effect from a well-known video game, play that sound effect, and you have to guess that game. So we haven't had any correct answers just yet on Guess That Game. So, yeah, um, I'm going to play that sound and uh, send in your entries at podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or contact me via Twitter or Facebook to uh, send in your answers. So here's that sound effect. And here's that sound effect again. And one more time in case you missed it. Great, so that's Guess That Game. So yeah, send in your guesses for what that game is to podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to your entries. So next up, Let's take a look at the all-platform charts. So number 10 this week, we've got World War Z. That's down from number 1 last week, so that's down 9 places. Uh, Then number 9 this week, we've got New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's up 1 from number 10 last week. And number 8, it's up 8 places from 16 last week. That's Forza Horizon 4. And then at number 7, we've got Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That's up 1 place from 8 last week. Number 6, we've got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Still in the top 10 there, can't believe it. That's down two from number four. And then at number five, we've got Tom Clancy's Division 2. That's down two places from number three. So Division 2 still still selling strong. Then at number four, we've got Red Dead Redemption 2. That's up one place from number five last week. And then at number three, we've got FIFA 19. That's down one place from two. And then in the top two places, we've got two new entries. Straight in at number two, we've got Mortal Kombat 11. And then straight in at number one, we've got Days Gone. So strong showings there from Days Gone and Mortal Kombat 2. Successful releases in the opening, uh, or successful sales in the opening week. Uh, congratulations there. 
FIFA 19, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Red Dead Redemption 2, still holding on in there in the top 10, still doing well. And uh, World War Z looks like it's falling down the chart like a stone. So yeah, we look forward to the charts next week. So that's it for the charts this week. Let's take a look at what's coming up next week. So next week we've got a couple of games coming out on May the 7th. So we've got For the King, that's coming out on PS4. And we've got Puyo Puyo Champions, that's coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch as well. Uh, we've got For the King, that's coming out again, that's on the Nintendo Switch this time, that's on May the 9th. And again on May the 9th we've got Life is Strange 2, Episode 3, Wastelands, that's coming out on PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Also on May the 9th, we've got Yakuza Kiwami 2, that's coming out on the PC. And then on May the 10th, we've got a couple of games. We've got For the King, that's coming out on Xbox One. So it looks like For the King is going to be staggered next week on uh, various platforms. And uh, finally, on May the 10th, we've got Mortal Kombat 11, that's coming out on Nintendo Switch. Okay, so that's it for this week in video games this week. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to download or stream this week in video games. I really, really do appreciate every listen uh, and download that we get. And thank you for hanging out with me at the weekend to uh, talk about video games. So really exciting news this week. I've actually launched a Patreon page for the podcast, and that's at patreon.com forward slash this week in video games so you can sign up to be a member or an exclusive member of the podcast where we're going to give away all kind of things exclusive access to the community shout outs on the podcast q a sessions and exclusive bonus content as well so yeah if you want to support the podcast go to patreon.com forward slash this week in video games and yeah join up to the club if you want to get involved in the show, do email us on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or you can check out the latest on the website all throughout the week. Uh, send in your questions, your comments and your video game stories. I'm always interested in hearing from you. And I'm also available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. So search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in the conversation. So that's all for today's show. Until next week, I'll see you soon.